The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by the usual crew and a plus one. Yes, a third wheel, or really, I guess, a fourth wheel in this case. We're short Casey tonight. He couldn't be with us. But tonight, I've got Brett, the man of a thousand disguises. Just most of them look something like Ned Flanders. Brett, how are you doing tonight? Heidi ho there. (laughs) Well, and we've got Steve. You know, Steve. The man who had a lucrative, high-paying job that required really no effort and was just able to get along doing nothing. And now he's starting again, educating the next generation in what I'm really not sure. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, man. You know, just like uh, ready to cry on the first day of school as always. (laughs) Welcome to being a new guy again. (laughs) Nice work. But you know what? Our plus one, our extra, our fourth wheel in this case. Uh, Tonight, we have a special guest. All you old timers are going to remember him. You know, it's our favorite refugee. I mean, American expat. We're joined by none other than Chris. How you doing, brother? Hey, it's it's great to be back, man. So in the States for two weeks, getting the boy in college. So um, opportunity presented itself and sounds like a good time. And we got some we got some aviation, Horace Heresy related stuff to talk about. So exactly. I'm we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I know the podcast has been incommunicado, well, except for Steve walking around the World War II Memorial live streaming. Uh, <laughs> at least he was outside. Uh, so uh, that was that was pretty cool. But we've been busy doing a lot of other things. So I want to talk tonight about some of those events, some of the things we've been doing, and then a little bit of the hobby update and the rest of the update of all the stuff that's come out, the releases, etc. So let's let's kick it off first with Steve, the man who attended Historicon for us and covered down on the tournament that wasn't up there, uh, but got to play a lot of other stuff. How did everything go up there for Historicon, Steve? Uh, it was cool. It was actually, I live super close, and, but it was my first trip. So it was just kind of a, the schedule finally worked out that I could get there for a day. Uh yeah, I'll tell you what, we didn't have any official Blood Red Skies tournaments, just had uh, a lot of demos. I just had some planes out and people walking by to do demos, and uh, I was super pleasantly surprised with how many people were like, oh yeah, I've heard of the game. Oh yeah, I really like the game. I can't understand why nobody is like playing it. Like Tons of people have heard of it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah it's really that, cool. That was totally me this past weekend at one of the local gaming stores. The Flames of War crowd was there, and literally a bunch of them kept walking over. Oh yeah, yeah, Blood Red Skies. Oh yeah, I've read about that. That sounds pretty cool. I really mean to get into it. I'm like, and why are none of you getting into it? You're still playing Flames oh my of gosh. War. <laughs> I was going to say, if you could sit through a Flames of War demo, you could sure as hell sit through a yeah. Blood Red Skies demo. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. Well, good. How was uh, the rest of it? I know you talked to the Mythico Studios guys, to Nelson and that whole team up there. Uh, how were they doing? Yeah, you know, they awesome. You know, I always love hanging out with Nelson. Uh, just a great crew. If you are near a Mythico Studios, you have to check it out. 
that means you're in Jersey and have nothing else yeah, to Jersey, do with your sad, sordid life. Pennsylvania, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> They're kind of close. Uh, if you live in plans. a non-pathetic state, you can drive to Jersey and actually go <laughs> yeah, to Mythical true. Studios. They have uh, plans to open a couple new venues, hopefully. Uh, looks like we are, I am trying, you know, as we get into fall and into winter, maybe set up a once a month trip down there to host like a Blood Red Sky scenario night or uh, some kind of aerial combat historical night. Uh, hopefully drum up some more people. They used to have a whole bunch of people into it. And uh, unfortunately, what happened is what happened to a lot of people with Blood Red Skies when the, uh, you know, the mid-ray release kind of dropped the ball on that. People just kind of, you know, went away from it and found other stuff. But they do have a ton of guys with stuff. A lot of guys that were really into it. So hopefully we'll start building up that community again and uh, get something going. Yeah, that was one of the questions this weekend. Almost everyone was asking, what what is Warlord's plan? Are they still supporting the game? Uh, of course, my answer is, well, now they're kind of over-supporting it. They've <laughs> dumped two, three years worth of releases on us in, in less than a year, which is good, unless you're trying to save your money and spread it across to other hobby things. Uh, but uh, I, I think for a lot of the people out there that used to play Blood Red Skies and then we had this kind of Debbie Downer period, uh, it's, it's tough for them to get back in, especially if they're not Pacific you know, themed players, because almost everything that's been released has been Pacific. So hopefully we'll see some of the European re-releases, some of that metal is going to get swapped out for resin soon. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll get through the backlog of all that and we'll get back to European theater things, even though we know there's still a few more uh, Pacific releases that are going to come out. But my God, we've covered just about every damn Pacific aircraft already. And in all fairness, all games kind of go through this, right? Up, down, up, down. I'm thinking like that Devotion movie is going to come out in October. A lot of people are going to get all jacked up on airplanes, you know, go to the movies again. People are like, I feel like it's going to go a little uptick in this this fall winter area. And then hopefully we'll drum some more people up. But uh, yeah, I think if you have stuff, I don't think the game's going anywhere. I don't think it's like in danger of Warlord dropping it anytime soon. Just get your stuff out and start playing again. Yeah, they're not going to Skytrex it anytime soon. <laughs> like Cruel Seas. Yeah, the... the there was a discussion going on with a couple people about it, just the, the where it fits in the the category of all the Warlord games. You got to understand that you know Bolt Action is one of their big cash cows. All of the epic stuff is a huge cash cow to them right now, and they just printing plastic little twelve point five millimeter uh, army figures is is like printing money to them. So that's where the effort is. I'll I'll take a segue out that right now because I'll put my bet out there now. The next epic piece to get released is going to be epic ancients and we'll see what they do for spqr style stuff and and all of that uh, for epic ancients because i think at some point everybody who's been playing epic has been like you know i want to go play war master again i want to play large ancient armies or fantasy style armies and i think i think we'll see warlord go there and and hopefully they do because right now there's nothing really filling that that void uh, very well in the uh, in the epic genre I will say I my favorite thing from Historicon was uh, the beer. Oh, oh no. Uh, well, I favorite loosely. I mean, the guy with like a, a four place booth selling bootleg DVDs of war movies. That was probably my favorite, favorite thing. But uh, Black Powder. It wasn't the My Little Pony <laughs> Chibis. I thought that was your favorite thing. Or was that Brett? We'll blame Brett. Black- <laughs> I uh, plead the fifth. The Black Powder Red Earth. Uh, really cool system. Really cool game, small, like a 24 by 24 board, uh, 
each force is like maybe five or six guys to paint real low entry if you were looking to get into like a minute like a 28 millimeter miniatures game it's a modern kind of a special ops you know versus terrorist type you know building clearing i don't know brett can do the real terminology but uh yeah it's like five guys versus five guys real easy to paint uh really cool game so if you're looking for something modern maybe like a 28 millimeter figures historicals type game uh check out black powder red earth really really yeah yeah that that's always looked cool and uh i think we've all been looking for kind of a 28 mil modern skirmish game so that uh that may scratch that itch i'll be uh i'll be curious remember that big ship that's what was it the specter i I know i keep keep thinking of the uh the ship that the guys from black site studios had that uh that I would love to have that as terrain doing a game like that. Kind of takes you back to the old, uh, the old top secret days playing uh, role playing games with spy stuff and special yeah, operations. You know what's cool about this game too is it has so the game the way the guy explained it is the game is after the troops are already like after your little special ops team is already in like the house or in the city block where they're fighting, but they have a campaign mechanic for it that the campaign isn't like how you would think of a campaign as taking over like days or weeks. The campaign aspect is like the mission planning, then the infill, then you play the game as the mission. Then like the exfil is the end of the campaign stage. And then it resets again to the next stage of mission planning. So it's really like a, yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can play it. It, it. I think it'd be really, really cool to check out. So you're saying you have to roll on a table to see if Lieutenant Cantor gets you lost on the way to the objective? <laughs> Your little bird doesn't get shot down on the way to the objective? That's what Yeah, you exactly. Say. More importantly. Yeah, I think, I think that's also kind of the mission creep for if I did 28 mil modern stuff is I'd want all the cool vehicles. And let's start with little birds. That would be like the first thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. they had them. They had really? them for that's, terrain. That's not good oh, yeah. for me. That's, they had yeah, them for, that's not for good. little like terrain. Oh yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, now that that sounds like something we may need to take a look at. Although we take so much flack uh, from everybody for getting away from blood red skies, uh, we'll deal with it. We play other games. <laughs> this isn't just about our blood red skies misadventures and how much Warlord Games hates us. It actually, about- you know what it did? Seeing it because one of the things that Brett and I like really liked about Arena Rex is we were like, oh man, this is cool. Like maybe every year for Adepticon, we add another guy because you're only playing like four characters versus four characters. I was like, man, this kind of fits in that same thing. We're like, oh, maybe every year at Adepticon, you add like a new operator figure. You know, I, I think it I think it would be a, a lot of fun. Hey, Chris, how'd that Arena X Rex army go? <laughs> I'm sitting here like rolling my eyes to myself. I'm like, yeah, great. They're into Arena Rex four years after I freaking... <laughs> tried to get everybody to play. So, yeah. I know. Yeah, say, there's F- been a lot minus. of games that have that have come through my freaking through my freaking bookshelves and nobody wanted to play it and they've migrated right back yeah. out on eBay and that was one of them. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, well, Brett, I know you've been I think on vacation as long as I've been overseas working. Uh, what the hell have you been up to? Yeah, I've been out for a, a couple of weeks altogether uh, with a week in between that was I wasn't really present for that week either, but uh, most of my hobby time has been dedicated to getting some some uh, bolt action stuff ready. Uh, sadly, I can say that I haven't put the decals on that Catalina. I'm looking over at it right now; it's mocking me on my uh, 
on my desk. But uh, I think once I, I just feel like I got to get these bolt action guys done before Crucible, because I'm I'm kind of don't know how long it's going to take me to paint that stuff up. But I'm hopeful that once I get that done, that I can really tear into some some more bolt action. I mean, uh, blood blood red sky stuff. I've got the uh, the starter box, so I've got all those uh, wildcats and stuff I need to paint. The wildcats that'll fall off the stand and the zeros that'll fall off. Yeah. The stand. Oh, hey, sorry. have you guys, you guys having any trouble getting those to stay on the stands? Like something with the holes, not. <laughs> I hear there's a problem with the hole on those. <laughs> uh, well, it's good because Ken's given us a video on how to fix them. Even though I'm such a hack job with mine that I just totally trashed the bottom of my wildcats. So I think, I think they're all going to get ball bearings and be put on ball bearing stands just because making that little precise triangle. Yeah, didn't work. Hey, speaking of planes, what's going on with plane printer, man? They're just cranking stuff out, aren't they? Yeah. Or is it just yeah, me? Yeah, Because I was gone no, for a they, while. They've, uh, they've been putting out a lot. So we put out the F-86A, which ironically also is pretty darn close to an E. No one's going to notice on a 1-200 scale. Uh, and the MiG-15 and a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of float planes. Uh, so thank you, plane printer, because otherwise Casey was going to be bored and had nothing to do with his 3D printer. So now he's churning away. But long story short, we'll uh, we'll obviously have those at Crucible. Uh, hopefully, I might have some by the Ashcon time frame, so people can see those prints. I'm I'm super excited to get some jets that we can modify. Because because here's the nice thing, and people you know probably need to need to hear this uh, kind of you know out there. Uh, Roman over at Plane Printer has been super supportive of all the work that Roger has done. Uh, to modify the aircraft, so to make them open cockpit, to add other weapons, to do some cool follow-on mods. So Roger being Roger, who has to tinker with things, has now got us both a open cockpit TBD Devastator and a SBD Dauntless. And the next thing we're going to work on is probably doing some of the jets with a variety of different stuff on them. So we'll get there, we'll get to that point. Uh, it'll be pretty cool, uh, so you can have drop tanks and whatever on your F-86s or on your uh, on your MiG-15s, and we'll see what Roman produces next. We've we've given him a bunch of uh, requests, so hopefully he'll make some more uh, jets, some more Korean vintage jets, and and we can get some more cool games with that stuff going. Well, Chris, what have you been doing besides goofing off in the land of good beer and schnitzel? Mainly goofing off the been been staring at a lot of wieners over there, Um, (laughs) drinking wieners, drinking drinking beer, staring at wieners. Dude, dude, I tell you one thing: my wife has not let me stop traveling in a year, and and and, and that's a terrible thing. I I feel your pain. It is a terrible thing, but I am complaining. It's like I literally told her when I got here because getting here was was quite the experience with the way airlines are right now. Um, I told her, I said, you know, when I get back to the states, I'm putting my suitcase away and I'm not going to our airport. For six months. I mean, we've got a cruise coming up, but we're taking a train to get over there. So it, it is just, I'm, I'm just done with traveling. I've, I've seen so much. It's, it's actually getting to the point where it's like oversaturation. It's like, oh, another castle. Oh, another castle. Oh, another castle. Oh, another Well, well you know what? You know what? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, is, it, is the, it is the, I have the best problem in the best life you can probably have. Exactly. So that's a, that's first I'm world problems. My God, that's is, terrible. It's total first world problems. I have to travel across Europe and have a good time and eat good food and drink alcohol. I I'll tell this. you, the, the one thing that she, she did make me do, she was like, I really want to go to Italy. And, you know, we wanted to go to the sun. And she's like, um, but I don't want to fly. And I'm like, okay, so that's... Let's take the train. She goes, well, I don't want to lose two days for the train either. I'm like, 
So you're asking the one person in the family with an international driver's license to drive yeah, it, in Italy. Yeah, I see like, how this you realize is going to work. I lived in Italy, and um, she's like, "Oh yeah, it shouldn't be that bad." You know, I've looked at it. We'll we'll stay out of the big cities. No, and, I got um, one word word for you about Italy: traffic oh circles. Yeah, yeah, no, Not just traffic <laughs> circles. Here's the one thing everybody needs to know before you drive in Italy: the second, I mean, German drivers, Swiss drivers, Austrian drivers, great drivers. The second you hit the border with Italy, all of the lines on the road become suggestions that oh, yeah. just oh yeah i don't know why they bother painting them they're that, just suggestions and that's on the that's, autobahn that's the way greece was i was amazed to see them yeah. get five lanes out of a two-lane road i don't i don't yep. really and, know how they did it but five lanes well, of traffic out of a two-lane road. <laughs> after after watching them a little bit i figured out part of what they're doing the italian guys like to sit on the line so they can literally see down in between the lanes of car to predict what's going to happen. <laughs> and it's like Mario Andretti staring in between the cars to figure out which lane he needs to jump into next. It's just, it's just yeah. nuts. So, yeah. but anyway, on the hobby side of the house, you know, things, things just over there, you know, new country, don't know anybody. Um, yeah. The internet's great, but everybody over there is mainly playing 40 K and I'm just not a 40 K guy. Um, but through the magic of the internet, I've, I've met some heresy players finally, and we're getting, actually getting that weekly game in, which is just freaking awesome. And, um, and trying to get the guys to look at like Aeronautic Imperialis and some of the other stuff so I can get some aviation flair back into it. So, but to be very honest, I mean, I've, since I left the States, I've stepped completely away from freaking anything aviation. And it's, especially with, we've Paris. noticed we're, we're, we're tired of seeing your death guard. We're, we're, I know we're tired, <laughs> but it's, it's been, it's been a freaking blast redoing everything and, and that's cool. Relearning the new rule set and trying to figure this whole thing out. But that's not, I, like I said, I don't want to bore the, the greater blood red skies community with, with, everything I, I, I want to bore them. I, I want to, I want to talk about heresy. So they'll all hate us again. Because, so, oh, absolutely. I mean, if you are down, I'm down to clown. So, well, I'm just saying I, I haven't bought anything. I'm just going to pick up the rules. Cause I still have so much freaking resin and plastic still, that I don't the, need. Sell your resin. Sell your resin. The morons buying it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Um, I mean, resin, the, the plastic is. So I don't have. Nice. I don't have oh resin vehicles. It's all. It's all. Uh, you know, plastic bodies and resin add-ons. So I'm. I'm yeah. I'm happy to build the infantry, and I'll. I'll pick up vehicles when I need to. But uh, the uh, new dreadnoughts are just a freaking dream to build. I, I just built a Leviathan. It, it is just. They go together so freaking well. Just a tiny little bit of puttying on some lines, and and if you're good with mold lines, you know that they did put some mold lines in some really odd places. It's like, you know, guys, it's modern CAD. You don't have to put a line right down the middle of a freaking helmet. It's, it's a, why are you doing that to us? You know, the most, you know, because they have to sell the mold line the remover model. tool. I mean, oh my if God. you if you got rid of all the mold lines, you wouldn't sell that nine dollar tool or whatever it is. The one focal point of the model the face let's put a mold line down the middle of it it is just hey, it is baffling some of the even gw has interns that work for them so <laughs> oh. oh well if you've seen any of the new stuff they're putting out like the space wolf heads and yeah oh my god the, yeah. the, the, the whole community is in an uproar nice right work puppies the, yeah. the clown show <laughs> that is some of the yeah. stuff that they're putting out it is yeah but anyway so it's been great um the the community over there is growing um getting a lot of support just from the shops, finally, we're actually, it's really weird, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have seen kind of some stuff going on with Warlord when they, they do new releases, but it's like, even at the GW stores, it was like the GW management is, it, they still don't understand this is like a third tier game. They, they they don't speak heresy. They don't know anything about heresy. And we actually, it was kind of funny. Oh, because God, it's, we, we, it's actually pathetic here in 
Huntsville between both the GW store and the other stores. They're like, look, Horace Heresy in the box is right in the front. And you're like, yeah, have you seen like the two dudes that come in and actually look at the box? The rest of the people are like, why would I want one of them old space Marines? I play Primaris. So yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. It's been really confusing. Like I said, it's, it's just, they, they put all this into it, all this money, all this marketing and their own store owners don't know how to play the game. We, we were kind of getting the cold shoulder on it for the first couple of months there in Wiesbaden. And then it was really funny that store owner reached out to us. And I think there was like a GW directive that went out and said, Hey, fuckers learn how to play this fucking system and start advertising it because people are telling us that you don't know what you're talking about. And they're going into GW stores and getting the cold shoulder because she actually oh, contacted yeah. us and said, Hey, will you guys come in and run a demo game for us? And we're like, well, then, yeah, then sure, GW, we'll GW must have a feedback loop. Unlike warlord <laughs> where, where warlord has no clue what goes on in the individual stores. I literally have a store in Alabama trying to get onto the warlord Sarge program and no one will answer emails. And, oh my God. and, and and this is why and and good on good on the warlord marketing and trade department because I'll have meetings with them every once in a while I'll, I'll jump on a, a video call and I'm like guys I'm not bitching I'm just relating some stories I don't care if you do anything with this but let me yeah. tell you the stories of the game stores I go to and and try to pass stuff along cuz uh, cuz there's much dysfunction there, but you know, there is with any large company, um, especially covering geographic areas like the entire world. But it's just, it's funny to me when people want to demo your stuff and want to sell your stuff and still can't get on board with your programs. So, oh, yeah. I mean, when you have community members coming into the store, that is literally the marketing hub of the store, and the person that is supposed to be the manager of the store knows nothing about the system. I mean, can barely yeah. tell you there's 18 yeah. legions. They're so war cry this, <laughs> primaris that. And it's, you know, the, oh, have you seen the new whatever models for this system? Um, and, and I was even talking with some guys that went to Gen Con, and they said they went over to the Games Workshop booth. And, you know, here it is. We're, we're two months into this big, huge release for them. There was no heresy stuff. At yeah. the Gen yeah. Con booth for, for Warhammer, everything was... Well, war cry or it was it was they had blood bowl stuff instead of forge or i mean they yeah was, you, they said, you missed the it but it was like the it was the same way at adepticon it was hilarious because brett had tried to get uh some new eldar aircraft and and all the things that had just been released probably two weeks prior that they could have shipped could have carried with them at adepticon they didn't have it and so we laugh we're like why do we go to the gw booth and you barely have like plastic orc AI fighters, and you don't have any of the new Eldar stuff, you know. So oh, it, was, yeah. it was it was just bizarre. Supply chain stuff right now. I I, I set my my alarm here at zero six in the morning Saturday because the new contender, the Sikarin, and a bunch of other stuff were, was being released, and I've got to get it in the EU because I'm going to be back there in a couple of days. So, but I literally had to be up at noon so I could put my pre order in because it was going to sell out in thirty to forty five minutes, and we won't see yeah. it again for a month and a half. There won't yeah. be any miniatures for a month and a half. And this yeah. is their flagship release. And it's just, they can't keep anything in stock, which is, I mean, I guess a good problem to have. But you've got to question, being a logistics guy, you've got to question, you know, you know you're going to have this huge pull and you're still doing the same thing. So it's, I, I don't think, like I said, I've always thought GW, I always thought game game developers in general don't understand marketing. It's, it's yeah. a bunch of nerds that sit around a room like to make miniatures and they they just really don't understand business, and some of them just fall into money. 
And that's right. <laughs> Games Workshop. That's Warlord. <laughs> they just they just literally find a way that they can print money. And but they if they if they just took a little bit of time to put some thought behind it, hire the right people, they'd be making well, so much more money. It's the same discussion about if you took a tenth of the amount of plastic you invested in Epic and made the Blood Red Skies starter set in plastic, just the Wildcats and the Zeros, two most prevalent Pacific fighters, and yeah. you would be printing money. But they didn't. It, but, all yeah. those, all the plastic miniatures they're pouring out. I was looking like the Napoleon miniatures they they just put yeah, out, and yeah. I'm not following that a whole lot. But I'm looking at them and I'm going, "Why don't you have any plastic freaking Blood Red Skies models? Why? You know why? Because I mean, actually, Blood Red Skies because airplanes are less popular than dudes in fancy hats with feathers on top. Yeah. That which I, cracks I, me I, up. I I still that hurts a little bit somehow. That just hurts that airplanes and cool shit like that is. Less popular than Napoleonics. Napoleonics, a group of gamers who literally are not just so far over the hill. They're like both feet in the grave. I mean, they have like single digit recruiting of new of new players to play Napoleonics. I yeah, I don't yeah, understand but it. But you've got Dude, a, Napoleonics it, players. You, the only thing higher than the amount of figures in their army is their blood sugar after they drink fourteen <laughs> cokes at oh one gaming God. table setting. I mean. <laughs> Napoleonics, we can't. Do Casey's it. not here we to defend Napoleonics. <laughs> but you, you think about it though, with Napoleonics, you've got to build a sprue and you've got to have all these different guys on it. And and you look at it; it's a full sprue. You know, you're talking a a, a normal model box size sprue. With airplanes in the scale Blood Red Skies is, you could literally make one this big on its own individual frame. Yeah. And oh yeah. Print two thousand of them. The die for that is. So tiny. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, it's not it's like just you're funny. producing all these complicated mods and everything else. It's literally just the airplane. If if you really wanted to get to do it, you could print one big screw that had twenty different aircraft on it. Pay some kids in Thailand to clip them all and throw them in baggies. Well, and that's and that's exactly what they do with the hard plastic releases. Because when you look at the mosquitoes, they're already assembled. So they literally yeah. paid somebody to clip them off the sprues and clip yep. them together. Uh, so it, I, I like a lot of things, I, I don't, don't understand, understand this. Yeah, I don't. I, no. Somehow, apparently, they they have a different view of business and and how to do it. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well, the good news is, so segueing from heresy, motherfucking heresy. I'm not playing it. I'm not buying any more shit. I'm getting the rest when, of my. When dog. I move back to Huntsville, you're playing it, whether you like it. <laughs> oh, or not. oh, oh! Now he wants to move to Huntsville. Yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, I, I am moving to Huntsville. Shit. It's happening. Weiss already told me. So guess what? Oh, jeez. Find us a spot to live. Time to move again. <laughs> honey, honey, we're moving back to Buford. <laughs> so, so heresy, aeronautica, heresy, two big yeah. releases for, for this. Um, obviously you don't have to release any more Marine aircraft cause you've already got a ton of Zyphons and all the other things, fire Raptors, uh, uh, yeah, all that stuff, Thunderhawks, whatever. Uh, but there's an entire new Ace deck that's coming out that looks pretty cool. So two, uh, I know two decks. Is it actually two decks? Okay, I didn't there's know if they, they split decks, it or okay, okay. Because yeah. I, I just saw the the entire listing. I think one's um, an aircraft deck and one's an Ace deck. Okay, Not okay, that that may be yeah. that that may be what it yeah. is because I, I only looked through the Aces themselves, uh, and it was a smattering from different legions. Uh, super cool. I think it, it. Some of the the ways they tie in the flavor of each legion is kind of funny. Like 
the Imperial Fists have extra structure points for their fighter. So it's like, yeah, we build fortresses and we fortify our fighters. But they're all different thematic kind of things. Some of them have already been in the rules, like obviously the, the plus one structure, the Ultramarines, uh, their, uh, their trait. And Brett, since you're the boys in blue, what was the Ultramarine uh, ace trait they had? I don't recall the name of it, but you get to like switch out your maneuver to a yeah. another maneuver. That's pretty slick. Yeah, you can swap. You can swap your maneuver real time when you actually activate that fighter. A so Laris pilot, cool. something like that. Yeah, so they've got that one. They've got some stealthy ones uh, for yeah, Raven, Raven Guard, Guard got so, stealth. Yeah, Iron so Warriors got like a super missile to tear stuff out of the sky. So <laughs> it was. I was looking through all of them, and, and they, they, you know. It, it's really super easy with Harris. So you got 18 legions. They all specialize in something. So you just build a tree. What did Imperial it. Navy get? Nothing. Well, that, I, nothing. <laughs> so this no, is, uh... this looks like 100% a heresy release. And a lot of yeah, the heresy it, community it believes that this was, this was programmed in back when they were talking heresy two years ago. You know, heresy's been in the box for two years. We know that now. It, it, it just shelved it because of COVID. So we're now seeing a lot of the releases that, that were that were planned during COVID and were supposed to all coincide with heresy, but they just couldn't get there. So the one that I care the most about is shiny boys. So yes, yes. Custodes have their, uh, Aries gunship, I think is what it's called. Uh, that looks uh, pretty damn cool. looks like the rest of their kind of smooth lines and, and shiny stuff. Uh, I I'm going to sadly pick up a box of those as soon as I can. <laughs> those will be good. Uh, but I think it's, it's going to be good for, for Aeronautic Imperialis, because it has been so Xenos focused that it's been so much of everything else in a 40k world to take it back to the heresy world is good. Uh, I think uh, on a couple levels, it's it's going to be a little interesting to see how it plays, because even I, I found even playing Marines versus Marines with the regular traits they have, sometimes you feel like you're playing rock, paper, scissors, but that's fine. Uh, so So we'll see how it plays with with the different heresy forces and there may be some more campaign tweaks or scenario tweaks they have in there to to really make the forces feel different uh, so i'm really excited about that because i know at adepticon the 30k crowd is already planning an ai event so thank god lead pursuit does not have to host that uh now we just need to find some poor souls who want to host the 40k one i'll bring the terrain <laughs> just somebody else host it uh but uh they're definitely gonna do an ai event there uh, I don't know if I'm playing AI this weekend at NashCon. Uh, i got to look at the schedule again, see if there was a slot for us or not. But I'll bring the stuff up uh, so we'll be able to play if anyone's up there. And then Crucible, definitely. Although uh, we had a funny series of exchanges about the Crucible schedule because literally half the stuff that's supposed to be on there didn't make it and some of the other things had the wrong terminology. So whatever. If you're looking to sign up for the Crucible events... Give it another week. <laughs> We're trying to get that all straightened out. So the Blood Red Skies and all those events should be ironed flat by the end of next week uh, on the Crucible part of Tabletop Events. So if you go to Tabletop Events, look up Crucible uh, 2022 in October. It'll have a preliminary listing of events that you can start signing up for. And I don't know why you'd sign up for demo games, but they've got demo tables to sign up for. So if you're really bored, come over and join us for the Blood Red Skies demo. Awesome. What else has everyone looked at for Aeronautica? I know, uh, Steve, you'd been working on your Imperial Navy stuff. Uh, how's that going? Uh, man, I'm just kind of stumped on how to paint them. I guess I kind of thought... With paint, you no, idiot. I thought Do I have to be, think of everything? This is what happened. Okay, Blue Falcon I, paints. 
analysis paralysis is what happened, okay? So I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can just paint. I don't have to worry about the grognards in Aeronautica because they're just spaceships. It's not like World War II grognards. But then I realized all these people like Chris who have these things that are like actual history books about the 40K universe that you can't just paint things because you might like paint something wrong that doesn't fit the lore. So I, yep. I, I, I like... Welcome to sci-fi grognards. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how can this be a thing? How can people be grognards about something that's totally made up? I don't understand. <laughs> that, in fact, is a, that's exactly it's, what it is. It's actually funnily called future history. And it is history <laughs> I mean, it's, you gotta you gotta know all the stuff but I, i'll say this i mean i think the heresy guys that you're gonna see jump into ai you you're not gonna see a whole lot of that just because of the scale i don't know i disagree guys- i think heresy guys are gonna be bigger grogs over it because heresy is naturally more anal retentive about paint jobs in a good way not not well, in a it, bad way but so i i think they're, they're gonna, gonna be the, yeah, they're going to be hard over on it looking like stuff like out of the, the Legion. Books. Yeah, exactly. Yes. If 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 you're painting Death Guard and it's not dirty, then you're not doing it right. If you're painting Imperial yeah, if Fist I do Imperial and Fist and put yeah. pink flare on the thing, they'd be like, "That's not. It should be black." You know, it's yeah, yeah it's exactly. yellow and black. Exactly. Get it. So, yeah, and, so and I, I think you'll see that. But I think for like for what Steve's saying with the Imperial Navy, that's the beauty of picking Imperial Navy, dude. Yeah. You yeah. really can. And it's one of the reasons why the, with the heresy stuff, they always included Colts Militia because it, it was the one outlet you really had inside of heresy where it was, it basically was a, a just a toolbox of you can build any army you want to. I've well, seen and guys, I think that's, but, that's one of yeah. the problems with if, if you play super grognard that, some of the aircraft in AI actually post-date the heresy. So like yes. the lightning uh, is from Age of Apostasy, I think. Um, then obviously there's previous versions of the Thunderbolt. I always get wrong which one. They had the Voss pattern. Yeah. Lightning. No. That was the lightning. Uh, the yeah. lightning. The, lightning. So the, Avenger. the Avenger is the one from the Age of Apostasy. Yes. Yeah, the, the Avengers from the Age of Apostasy. So there's, there's other ones that all fall in different um, different categories. And so I laugh because I ended up in one of those moments like when they started doing the, uh, whatever you want to call them, all the, the non-Marine forces for heresy. And you realize that it's a lot of the vehicles that predate what you have in 40K. So it gets you in a, in a, in a weird... Uh, net roll. But you know what? I, I think AI players aren't going to care. I mean, the reality is they want to play little spaceship planes flying around on a table. Um, people aren't super judgy. I mean, at least they weren't at Adepticon. Uh, people were happy to just have their opponents bring whatever they had. Um, and and no one really really seemed to, to get that picky about it. But but maybe we'll have that guy, uh, you know, like we had at Adepticon, who has the uh, the rattle can red paint for his uh, or his rattle can metallic red paint for his thousand sons, and he'll just spray his fighters in that and paint the cockpit blue. <laughs> and I am excited well, to play it again at Adepticon. I really enjoyed playing it, and just nobody around here really plays it, so I, I am psyched yeah, to play AI yeah. again. It's a super fun game. Yeah, I, I want to try to get some guys here to play it. There's there's a few in Huntsville, but not many. I think you're going to see AI grow. But the epic rumors are swirling again, oh, and yeah. they're oh, yeah. swirling hard. And and I really think that this big push with with AI, one, it's heresy related because they're pushing everything heresy right now. 
But I, I think we're really, I think we're on the verge of hearing something official on Epic. I think that's the Adepticon announcement next year. So in six months. So, but I don't know if it's going to be exactly the Epic we're all thinking it's going to be. So there's a lot of the rumors say it's just not going to be, it's going to be a little different. So it's, yeah. it's not going to be just taking Titanicus and taking AI and trying to mishmash those two together and throwing infantry and tanks in there that it's, this is going to be something that's a whole new rule set. So right, right. and planes will play completely differently. So I've, I've heard talk of, you know, star Wars, the, whatever the star Wars game is with the, the turn curves, you know, that kind of mechanic getting in a little bit more like that kind of stuff. Um, just because I just don't see how hexes work with, with Epic. Right. Yeah. They're not going to, so they're going to have to come up. They're going to have to go to else. some kind of maneuver yeah. template for it. Yeah. So, and well, that's and, when it's going to really go nuts. Yeah. I, I think, and this is, this is the problem being an old time Epic player that there were so many different variants as Epic changed over time that it'll be interesting to see what they choose for that with GW's, you know, official Epic release. Because, you know, it, it used to be, somebody said it well on, on Facebook today, it used to be that the assault phase of an Epic game was like an entire 40K game, but played in one turn. You know, and that was really what you were doing was you were fighting that small, close action. And so I'll be curious to see what they do uh, bringing in the stuff from Titanicus and all that because they've built kind of a different scale there time-wise that is kind of smaller. So it's it's like a super 40K and not dramatically bigger like it was in Epic where, where your time span and everything was just so much longer um, per turn. But whatever. Anyway, enough uh, enough of the bullshit games workshop stuff. <laughs> so before we lose all of our uh, all of our other listeners, uh, I do want to talk about a couple a uh, couple Blood Red Skies things because a couple important uh, things have come out and are coming out. Obviously, the Ops Room card deck finally got those in hand and started shipping those out. Uh, Brett and Steve, you'll get your copies at Crucible. Uh, I literally had to immediately put an order back in with John Russell. So I, I sort of feel bad for shaming everybody about, hey, assholes, y'all didn't buy uh, the Ops Room deck after uh, after we said we wanted it. And then guess what? A bunch of people actually did. So we sold out, ordered a bunch more. Uh, you guys will get yours at Crucible. Uh, but uh, but at least there's a lot of people that now have those uh, those card decks winging their way. And I how did, did notice how did that. Ops, how did oh. that go? Because I heard you know it was disappointing sales for that uh, from Warlord. That Games. was the official Warlord line. Now the official Warlord line from talking to their trade guys have has been that all of the Blood Red Skies sales have been kind of disappointing. I find that kind of funny. Now I realize I'm just one small retailer uh, with Lead Pursuit, but. We did bang up business in the first part of the year. The first three months of the year, we did a ton of business. Now, we haven't done that much in the summer, whatever. Summertime, miniatures games, people are out actually enjoying the outdoors, not, you know, sitting inside where it's, you know, air conditioned uh, to play their mini games. But I, I, I am surprised that they were disappointed, as they say, in the sales results of Blood Red Skies. That absolutely colored some of their decisions. So, Everybody who's buying aces is now getting aces with no cover art, even regenerated aces. So this one kind of pissed me off. Saburo Sakai, the new release of Saburo Sakai, has no box art. It comes in a, re in a reinforcement box. They didn't even go back and just change the box art on the back of the box 
and reissue him in the same box. Um, it business-wise makes no sense because you're not going to sell in a retail store just having reinforcement boxes up there, whereas you would sell if you had aces that have cool cover art and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, but they're, they're obviously trying to save money on the Blood Red Skies releases. I can understand that. Uh, but there's there's not as good of a level of cover art. Now, things that already had boxes, like Corsairs, Wildcats, those are fine. Those are coming out uh, in, uh, in, those, in those regenerated boxes with a couple changes to those. So uh, what else does that leave us to talk about? Not a whole lot else. We've talked hobby progress. Uh, what else, fellas? Do we have any any actual in-stone plans for Crucible? <laughs> if I had a schedule, I would. Not at all yet? I mean, here's here's the deal. We're supposed to have the tournament on Saturday. Okay. Uh, we, we pushed to get it back in the reasonable hour. We tried to get put in the corner and get the uh, 8 p.m. to midnight, and I gave them a piece of my mind. So we're back in the, uh, in the regular time playing across from the, the uh, bolt action tournament. Uh, Aren't you but thinking about that, doing some twin engine goodness? Oh, yeah, for the, we did. We did have a question for the official tournament organizer at Crucible. What is the Crucible tournament ruling on how P-38s will play and be pointed in the tournament? Heavy oh. fighter rules? Minus 15 points? So you have to ask. I would say go read the tournament pack because it hasn't changed from the previous. <laughs> I think it is minus 10. It is not minus 15. So let's see here. Let's dig up all that information that's sitting right there in the Blood Red Skies folder, in the events folder. So multi-engine fighters. Heavy fighters have points reduced by 10. You're not getting your 15-point bonus. <sighs> wah, wah. Hey, mosquitoes with a 10-point bonus and freaking heavy or uh, air-to-air rockets almost took it at GOE. So. Yeah, I mean, you never know. If I get to play, I might just get kicked out again. Seems. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to make you uh, do a demo game instead. We'll throw you out. No, you're in. You can absolutely play. Maybe if I put some thought to a new list, that would inspire me to paint some new stuff I don't already have, you know, because every time yeah, I play, I, mean, I just do you think I you just choose another Blue Falcon style airplane and uh, do a denial man. list? Yeah, maybe 190s. You know, King Cobras always have a lot of appeal, but, you know, I guess it's a little, I don't even know where there's a model for that. Dude, you destroyed me with 190s when we played that game at your apartment. Like, you, they just, I could not believe you played like a four ace one ninety list. No, those were one oh nines. No, those were one nineties, weren't they? I don't even have any one nineties. I thought they were one nineties. <laughs> I thought we proxied oh. the one oh nines and we used the one nineties card. Oh maybe. And you destroyed me. You played like three aces and a four skill and the one nineties just like wiped out like my my uh P fifty one list. Well the real question is, is there gonna be another grudge match? Is because I have heard a rumor that uh, uh, the guy who I had was supposed to have a grudge match with at TLC, uh, that he might be traveling all the way to Crucible. Yes, Dan might make it. So, Dan, if you're coming to Crucible, we're back on. Grudge match, I'll beat you again. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to play a Battle Royale style. Everybody can make, like, I don't know, just say, like, one plane... 
like top out at 40, 40 points. One plane, one pilot skill, one equipment card, and just battle royale everybody on the board. And you just fight until, you know, your plane's destroyed. It'd be fun. Except, except you can't, like, have, you know, chain axe arms and all that cool stuff that you'd have for, <laughs> for battle royale, you know. Yeah. Don't really get to kit bash your airplane. That's the problem. We have to come up with something cool like that where you can have, you know, bolt-on machine guns and yeah, rockets. Because I think half the fun of that was... Gaslands Red Skies. Exactly. It's, it's Gaslands Red Skies. That's, uh, that's kind of what we need to come up with for that. I don't know how we're going to do that, that, but that sounds like fun. Well, we'll have to look forward to uh, Crucible and to getting the schedule here hopefully soon. Once that's firmed up, uh, we'll be able to figure out the rest of the time. But I do want to definitely uh, set time aside for some AI, for Heresy AI specifically, and then obviously for all the Blood Red Sky stuff, both tournament and narrative. Uh, and because Brett is so close to Crucible, I hope all of the airplanes are coming. Yes, all the 109s and the bombers and all those things. So. We may uh, we should have a good opportunity for the uh, the narrative stuff, which leads me into the next piece. Next year, Adepticon, there is going to be a large scale World War II historical campaign. Now, the rumor, and I say rumor because I'm supposed to have a meeting uh, this week to talk about it, is that it will be Eastern Front. So everybody start thinking about buying your Eastern Front planes and painting your Eastern Front planes. It will be a campaign where you don't have to participate in every single gaming window. Oh, see, you've already got yours ready. <laughs> I, I had to listen to uh, Scott tell me how his yak swarm was going to take clean me off the table, and then we ran out of time to play. I don't so. want to get us instantly cancel cultured, but there's some nice paints that have some creative names Look at that, gray. that you can paint some yeah, in front. Exactly. Some blue and some gray that you could uh, paint airplanes with. Um, but it uh, looks like it'll probably be an Eastern Front scenario. So dig up your Eastern Front aircraft. Stop building uh, stuff from the Pacific box. More details to come. Uh, and once again, it'll obviously be combined with people playing Bolt Action Flames, a bunch of different you know games across uh, various companies, uh, but be one large historical, uh, historical uh, campaign. Since we're going to be exiled to the other venue again, uh, for another year, but that's fine. At least it's giving historicals a chance to kind of grow on their own, even though it means we have to drive over to go spend our money in the vendor hall. <laughs> Stupid vendors, but uh, should be a good time. Plus, No Dice, No Glory and Lead Pursuit Podcast will be teaming up. I'm not really sure what that's going to look like. Uh, it may look like uh, Mitch Reed in a tutu sitting in the Lead Pursuit uh, podcast booth, but whatever. We're going to work together and we're going to both cover uh, Adepticon for the historical side uh, with both the podcasts. All right. Any last minute save rounds? Chris, we haven't talked to you, geez, for like forever. Anything else from your end? No, no. I mean, I want to talk. We'll talk some offline, but I mean, it's been it's been interesting. I have missed you guys. This has been fun. So um, thanks for shouting out to me and saying, hey, you're in country. We're going to podcast tonight. You know, get your ass on your computer and come in and say hi. We're just hoping you help so, our ratings. We're, you know, we're like, maybe it'll be like the old so, days when people loved us. Well, yeah, I'm going to be on Accountability <laughs> Buddies podcast tomorrow doing a Death Guard review. So, nice. um, so I'll definitely shout this out and try to get a, I'll get a shout out for AI and for lead pursuit on there too. So, um, you know, hopefully I, I'm really hoping that we're going to start seeing crossover into aviation games again, yep. just because yep. it's starting to get pushed on other fronts. So let's, let's hope that happens. Cool. 
Brett, anything on your end? No, we were talking a little bit about... just happy to be here. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I, I'm just... As we're talking about AI and stuff and I'm, and all the other stuff, I, I saw a... I saw a post that had some really well-painted red space elves, and it's inspired me. Maybe that's one of the things I think I'm liking about these Eldari guys. I can just do whatever the heck I want because they're just aliens anyway, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe some of these bombers I have, maybe I'll try to copy that really cool red scheme I saw. We'll see. I'll maybe. tell you, the, the coolest thing I saw was actually not the fighters, but it was a guy who... Uh, had done all the Necrons, but he had taken the Battle Bling store base toppers and put them on there and did a awesome job with the explosions. So there were, he had kind of split it all between, I guess there were, quick math in public, 12 fighters in his force. And so he had, you know, three of each of the, of the base toppers and the ones that were the urban city area with the explosions going off between the buildings. He'd done a really good job uh, airbrushing that and it, it looked beautiful. So... Yeah, there's some, there's some cool work to be done out there. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Please like and review the podcast. Uh, please also give us your feedback. So once again, I know we're going to get feedback that, no, we don't want to hear about 40K and heresy. Uh, thank you for that. We'll take that feedback, but you're going to keep hearing about 40K and heresy. Uh, and additionally, you know, please send us emails. Uh, uh-oh, Brett's got one last save round. Oh, no, I was just saying just a little bit, right? Just a little hand signal. Yeah. Just that, just a little <laughs> bit of heresy, you know, in there. Just some A, a little bit, bit of AI. Once in a, while. Yeah. a little bit of AI. Uh, we'll, we'll get all those things done. But uh, please let us know other topics you want to uh, have us discuss. We're going to have some more aircraft spotlights. Uh, we definitely have a few of those on the schedule. And once we get those recorded, we'll get those out to you. So thanks for listening, and we're going to talk to you again in the future. 